So what did you all learn this week? All right. Uh, I'm Anika, by the way. I am a junior and a student partner with Steely, and I'm majoring in American Studies and uh, APIA Studies. And something I learned this week was actually because I was, I was sick for a good chunk of last week, and when I was feeling better, I went to an art club meeting, like, when a... And a friend of mine there was telling me, yo, everyone's been sick, I've been sick, and I actually overdosed on Tylenol. And, like, she was telling, like, I was saying, because, um, oh my god, sorry, my thoughts are all over the place. But, like, I know growing up, my mom was always been like, Tylenol is bad, don't take it. And she would never explain why. And, like, that art club meeting, I finally got the explanation for why you shouldn't take too much Tylenol or whatnot. And my friend was telling me, you know, I overdosed on Tylenol and I... If I had liver damage or any kind of liver damage, I might have been, like, done for. And she was telling me that it's very easy and very lethal to overdose on Tylenol because uh, she was, like, telling me the story of someone who went to VTech or something and took too much Tylenol and said that she only had two days to live after because she had liver damage. And, like, every time you take Tylenol, I think it does something to your liver. I wasn't oh. entirely sure but if you take too much, it does, like, like every time you take it, it affects your liver. And if you take too much, it t affects it a little in a way that you don't want it to. Wow. So, so there's no going back once you've uh, damaged your liver. That reminds me of, like, a, something that happened to my brother when he was very young. Mm -hmm. I think he, like, you know, like, children's, like, Tylenol is, like, like has a, like, flavor to it, right? Like, it's great Cherry flavor. flavor. Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... I, I think he was like two years old at the time or something, but he really liked the flavor of whatever uh, like oh. <laughs> that we had. And like I think he went and he somehow found a way to open it, and he just like down like a whole no. bottle. And oh my God. we ended he, he ended up having to go to the emergency room, and they made him like I don't know like swallow like charcoal or charcoal like to pump it out to pump it out of his oh, liver wow. and stuff like that because otherwise like his liver would have been like. God, done wow yeah so he's alive and well now Thank thankfully yeah. but yeah that that just reminded me of that it was it was, it was a scary like experience mm -hmm. I see. well that's interesting so this so the tylenol story is something you learned outside of class yeah as a matter of fact and that's yeah. one of the things that i loved in my college days was how much i learned both inside and outside of class um but anything inside class that was interesting to you I mean, I was sick for a while, so I missed a couple of classes. Oh, I see. So, but so learning can still happen even yeah. when you're sick, as long as you keep your ears and eyes open. Uh, how about you, Salma? All right. Uh, my name is Salma. I'm a sophomore. I'm a student partner with uh, Steely, um, and I'm majoring in psych. I'm minoring in data science. And um, this, uh, so I'm, and one of my classes I'm taking for my minor is called ethics and data science. Mm. Um, and we were just. I think the class is mainly just focused on, like, the ethical, like, quandaries that come up with, like, data and, like, using other people's data and that kind of thing. And this week we were talking about um, journalism and how, uh, like, journalism is nowadays, especially, like, in the digital age, is kind of, like, guided in part by, like, audience metrics. So, like, back, back in the day, apparently, like, journalists didn't really, like... I mean, there were interactions between, like, the journalist and, like, the audience, but it, the the audience's, like, um, interest in certain topics wasn't 
as much of a driving factor behind which topics were reported on as they as much as they are now because now like you'll find in newsrooms and stuff like that a lot of decisions are made based off of, like website traffic and like which articles have been like read the most or engaged with the most and that kind of thing so um that was that was just really interesting to me and like right now i'm actually like the paper that i'm writing for my term paper i'm actually um exploring a topic kind of similar to that where it's like um you know those like you know how uh, news websites and that kind of thing they like recommend certain stories to you and there's like an algorithm behind that that sort of like looks at what you're interested in and what you as a user would might be interested in and it recommends stories based off of that and so i was like wanting to explore um the connection like how those recommendation systems whether in news or like just other app platforms and that kind of thing can like contribute to that sort of like ideological pipeline where it's like you know a user who has certain beliefs or certain inclinations already like if they if the if their algorithms like see that and like continue to um recommend uh things that reinforce those beliefs like how that can sort of lead to like the formation of an extremist ideology or a biased like ideology or that kind of thing so um that's what i'm like looking into right now wow that's yeah really interesting. really interesting yeah. so it seems like um that sort of focus on storytelling um the whole Tylenol story that yeah. that's what that's the thing that you took away and how important it is to hear those stories mm-hmm. um and then that immediately uh signaled to you Salma a story that you re- re- recalled from way back and yeah. you know how your, your brother was affected by chugging Tylenol that's <laughs> interesting and then that yeah. made me think of my story my Tylenol story um and now you know Salma you're talking about that how um audience bias has now been driven is now driving the storytelling rather than have it be back in the past before we had all these metrics um how the audience would just hear what the reporter or the storyteller was interested in telling yeah. and how that's kind of been turned upside down now where the storyteller uh the artist is forced to tell the stories that the audience wants to hear and that's that's a really really powerful message. Here's another thing that I learned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is something that was reinforced for me this week that kind of goes along with what you folks are uh talking about is uh how important it is to target an audience as a matter of fact because um what I've been doing is for for years um i was sending emails to all of my faculty members to get them interested in participating in our events and just sending it to a big list mm-hmm. of faculty members and um that doesn't work as well as directing your message to individual faculty members it takes a little bit longer um but having a personal message having you know addressing the faculty member and saying you know dear John or dear Mary, I think you'd be interested in this particular thing. Um can be incredibly powerful and I I learned that lesson by, you know, I was forced to um advertise a an event that we were having pub on the patio and uh we were eager to get good attendance and I sent out emails to um I sent out first of all we sent out something over the digest which is a more broad uh advertising 
advertising um, mode for faculty members, and they have to sift through a whole lot of news stories and and other opportunities. Uh, but then I also have a more directed targeting um, system where I send an email to particular faculty members I think might be interested. And, you know, I call them by name and I put a little personal detail in there. And, um, you know, it takes a little longer, but um, we had 120 people show up to our Pub on the Patio event, which was, um, it's a real boost in the arm, I think, for taking the effort to do things in a particular way. So um, I learned, it was reinforced, I kind of know it, but I learned that to, to, to take that extra time to make a personal um, appeal to people can be incredibly rewarding and for them to feel like uh, they are. So that kind of brings it full circle, uh, proving your point that the, the better you are at targeting your audience, uh, the better reaction you get from your audience because they want to feel like they've, they, they have a personal connection to, to the story that's being told or the, the thing that's being requested of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We just close out. How do we close out? This is do the we do like a, Do we do a prayer at the end? <laughs> okay, we're, we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could do the serenity prayer. If you want.